Uh, how okay, we're we? recording. Here we are, live <laughs> and direct from the Nightlife Entrepreneur Podcast. And my man, Julio Mario. And we have our special guest, Vania Toledo. Hello. Thank Bienvenida. You. Welcome. Thank you, Welcome. guys. Finally, we get you to come to Finally. Our show. This Made is happen. such an exciting so moment. Been, we have canceled. She's canceled. You know, kidney stones, uh, <laughs> losing voices. Parties. All these things have happened. Revolution. We're here. You know, the liquor nice. industry. Wow. There you go. All right, guys. So we start every episode with our handles, which are uh, mine's is uh, the at the Ralph Food and Wine Festival, which you were part of last year, and she's going to be joining us this year. And you can also find me at Ico at Ico Taps Beer. You can find me at That Nightlife Entrepreneur and at LMG Miami, where you can find all our parties. You can find my book on Amazon. Party like a rock star. And you find us on nightlifeentrepreneurs.com slash podcast iTunes Spotify Podomatic YouTube you name it you'll find us wow. what about you? Uh, well we have the at Tequila Revolucion USA on Instagram and as well on Facebook and it's just it's really it's really amazing we have a nice uh, a nice feed there awesome. of our events and places you can find you know the brand and and enjoy and, and interact with uh, with okay. us. We do some really fun. What about fun your things. your personal? Instagram? My personal at Vania Toledo 2016. Okay. And Instagram uh, and then Facebook Vania Toledo. All right. All so right. first things first. What do you do? How long you been doing? Oh wow. <laughs> well, I wear many hats, but uh, the latest hat is brand marketing director in the U.S. for this particular super premium tequila. Right. Um, yes. Packaging beautiful. It it really beautiful is beautiful presentation. It's, it stands out definitely. Yes. I like mm. my thing is I have a marketing <laughs> and I have a marketing advertising PR background, but my okay. passion is building brands. That has been what has driven me to make changes in my career as the years have gone by. And I was with another uh, well-known high-end rum brand called Botran for four years, and that yeah. was amazing. That was with uh, and that, Emilio. With yeah. Emilio and, and, and that Gloria. that was launched four years ago, so you started in the beginning with that brand? Yes, well, you know, they had been, they had a slow uh, entrance into the US. They they repackaged something similar that we're doing with Revolucion, and when that repackaging came in, I came on board, and it was exciting to see the dynamics of growing the brand. And then this kind of fell into my lap from people that I've known in the industry, yes. and they thought I would be a good fit, and I think it's coming on a year right now in September. Right. It's been great. Vanya, um, so I, I met you yeah. probably like about a decade ago <laughs> um, <laughs> in, um, at, at Blue Martini, actually, and, and at that time you were working with, a, with events. You were working um, yes. with the events part department at uh, Blue Martini private events, corporate events, all oh, that kind of stuff. she was working at Blue Martini? At Blue Martini, oh, yeah, wow. before she was uh, doing this part. So she, so she knew the behind the scenes. Oh, right. yes. That, that, so that's what I'm, what I'm wondering. How did you start in the industry in general? So I, when I first got my bachelor's degree, I was already in the marketing field, um, the flower industry and, and in the beauty flower industry. industry? Yes. Wow. So, so I, I, I've done marketing for several different types of industries. Uh, Blue Martini came about uh, after I had my son. I was kind of ready to sink my teeth back into my career again. And an old girlfriend of mine that I used to do promotional modeling for, for the liquor industry, reached out to me and said, hey, I know you have your degree now. There's an opening for a special events manager at the Blue Martini and Brickle. The GM, Berto, our right. friend, yes. is looking for someone and I think you'd be a good fit. Shout out to Berto. Shout out, Berto. Berto, what's up? Kendall. Woo. 
And oh, so I went. Well, <laughs> so uh, we did four. I did four years. We did Brickle, and then they opened up Candle, and I went to the team that opened up Candle, and it did give me that behind-the-scenes yeah. look at the nightlife, the hospitality side. Yeah. I was on the side of, you know picking what would be served at a party with the host and what new spirits were coming to present to me as you know the side of the place. No, this is good because it gives you an advantage like so you know where they're coming from you know what they're thinking <laughs> you know everything so that's a yeah. that's actually a pretty good strategy that she knows what? exactly what the venue is looking for because for those of you that you don't know kind of Ico's kind of in that world yeah I'm in that right? world as well um, so I'm a beerpreneur there you go. <laughs> there it's you just good, a, yeah. It's a good one. It's just that it's in the beer business. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, you have the opera hand because I never worked behind the scenes. Right. So if you if you if you watch our first episode, episode zero, we actually spoke a little about what you know where we met. Yes. Um, which was in this in same street. thing, me with the events or, or owning a, a venue, and and you were um, supporting with, with one of the beers, one of the Colombian beers, Aguila at the time. Cerveza Aguila de Colombia yeah, de Barranquilla. Which, um, which, by the way, we don't have Cusqueña on the table today, yes. for obvious reasons, you know. It's today, um, ta-da! <laughs> um, but the point is, this, you you used to word, you have an advantage. Yes. Now I'm gonna ask. Us liquor people have many cause, advantages. Yeah, because sometimes, because yeah, you people, I keep calling you guys, you people, for some reason, because for some reason, uh huh, it sometimes when people negotiate, it, either if you're a venue or a producer, promoter, whatever with liquor a brand or yes whoever it is that you are dealing with it seems like it's two sides and trying to get this thing going but it's like two sides so i'm um, you know why can't, why is it not more of a we're both on the same side is there a reason or, or i think that everybody is watching out for the bottom dollar and at the end of the yes. day a buyer needs to make sure that their liquor costs is showing a profitable margin and That's i it. understand that because i've been on that side yes. coming from this side i understand that so i still do what i can to work within what those parameters are especially if it's a, a location that you really want to showcase your spirit you know and it's something that's going to be very prominent in Miami and you want to make things work make things and, make and, sense and keep in mind you know it all has to make sense right and the deal and everything could go great mm -hmm. right and the negotiation but once your product is behind that bar and we have individuals like El Gato right <laughs> Shout out to El Gato. episode one yeah anyway, so then out. you know what I mean it, it, it believe it or not more negotiation has to be right. done because at the end of the day as a brand she's she she goes into the venue she represents this brand she goes in and she negotiates with the producers of the event with the venue uh right. but then again the educational part right. is a very important factor where the bar manager the the bar the the wait staff has to be very educated and up on the I have a feeling this is going to be like a two against one today. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> they have to be up true. on the product. Right. And, yep. and, you and you know, it's, it's funny because it's a hard, it's hard. It's hard for them. Uh, you know, imagine how many brands uh, they have to work with. Imagine how, how many. How many brands yes. do they really care about? That's another thing. I, I care I, about. I, I so mean, there's, really there's different things. But listen, at the end of the day, I, I believe, uh, you know, that's why it's important to have a good brand manager right. and, and have, you know, because that person will go in there, uh, educate, 
their wait staff, right. educate them why it's important for for them to, you know, offer this product. You know, right. this is something new that we're bringing into the market, or if it's right. not new and it's just hot, you know what I mean? So how many times a week do you end up having to have a shot yeah. of that? Well, I do more cocktail, you know, type drinks as opposed to shots because again it is a super premium and it's either sipping or uh or in cocktails and i love to vibe with who i call the artists behind the bar they are beyond awesome. bartenders okay. to me they yep. are beyond mixologists right. they are artists yep. some of them i'll take the bottle and i'll show them it has a a built-in decanter in the top and just wow. seeing the fascination on their faces yep. give me that give me that i want to work with it and then they smell it and they're getting inspired of what ingredients they can put together in a cocktail that makes it very exciting for me right. so it's kind of like okay artists you've got your you know your power tools Right. make something exciting and let's see you know what comes of it so it's it's various times a week because i do go right. back after we place uh, a product in a new account and i come back and train yes. the staff they do the tasting of all five expressions we've got five expressions in the line wow. and then i come back once every couple of weeks to support that brand hey i'm back here again and yes. i'm gonna have lunch here right. i'm gonna have dinner i'm gonna come with a friend we're gonna have some cocktails hey, makes it exciting could you explain right. what why what the pro what why they created this? yes okay so basically the bottles didn't even look like this a couple of years ago they had guns in the front they were very much about the mexican revolution and supporting that and uh you know, some of the U.S. Uh, you know partners came in and said, you know, I think we should maybe revamp it and make it a little bit more luxe, so it depicts how super premium the juice is. So they sent the, the previous bottle to their designer in France, and he took one whiff of it and said, "Wow, it's so aromatic for being a tequila." Okay. I'm thinking of a perfume bottle. So right. the design is very much. Yeah. I mean something yeah. you know women yes. would love to have in a smaller version in a perfume and he thought of the built-in aerator okay. it's about an ounce and a half and so they leave the neck as an air pocket so when you do this you are actually oxygenating you see all the bubbles that's what i was about about to an you. ounce and a half worth into you know the cocktail and it basically it's going to taste good with or without doing that okay it just opens up the bouquet right awesome beautiful um uh this is the first time that this happens but as you can see, Aiko left us with um, his tequila served. <laughs> Something happened with the system. It crashed, um, and we lost you guys. But here we are. We're back. It's the first time it happens, and um, I have a feeling somebody's watching. We were talking about yes. something that we don't know if it's legal, illegal, or whatever. But we'll bring it up again later. The point is, he's gone, and now we can actually talk business. Because I felt like this was... Like a two-on-one interview today. You know what I mean? It just felt a little awkward. I've been the one trying to, um, what do you say? I, I met him doing this kind of thing, you know? Doing uh, business, him as a, as a brand ambassador. Is that right. the term? Is that? Yeah, pretty much. Marketing, brand ambassador, there brand builder. Mm -hmm. and, and myself at that time owning a, a venue and producing some events. They sponsored that. Great. Since then, we haven't been able to do oh. any any other kind of business except for this kind of co-hosting and fun that we have here every week. Okay. Now, hopefully, we're going to be doing some business um, with this amazing tequila. Yes, definitely. Um, but let's talk about that a little bit. Back in the day, 
it used to be different. I, I would get money, for example, from a rum, a Puerto Rican rum called Don Cool would sponsor um, some events that we would do weekly at a venue called uh, Senior Frogs back in the day, back in Coral Gables. And we'd have flyers done every week. Those flyers would be paid for by Don Cool. They would give us the money actually and we'd pay for the flyers. We'd basically like show an invoice. This is how much it was, that's how it worked. That's one thing. Another thing that happened is we got, for example, um, a distributor to get a bunch of their brands to sponsor different parts of one of our venues and we remodeled the whole venue with money from those different brands. It was amazing and basically what they did was like they would have a section with a logo from that brand right. and, and we okay. would call it, you know, whatever, vodka and whatever, tequila, whatever. Right. Um, so it worked for both sides. Everybody was happy in the end. Nowadays, it feels like it's a lot, you know, more difficult to to get money or to get something paid for. I don't know if it just works differently or, you know. I guess every brand works differently. Sometimes you're with a brand directly, like we are just one brand. Sometimes you work with a distributor, they have a portfolio of brands. Sometimes within a distributor, there is a portfolio of brands. So it really depends who you are approaching. But for us, that we're still a boutique, smaller brand, we work it a little differently. So if a venue is going to use our uh, brand uh, during the World Cup, for example, this is something that we recently did, and they tell us, you know, we'd love to have some table tents made up with like the schedule of the games, with our logo and your logo, and it'll be on all the tables, so when people come, they know that we have a promotion with Tequila Revolución, no problem, how many would you need? I have an in-house printing company that I work with, with my advertising agency. Okay. We come up with the design, if they give us the okay that they're fine with the way their logo looks, we take it to print and we deliver it to them at the venue. So it's not like we give them the cash or a check for okay. the venue to do it themselves. Right. It's more like we produce it, we produce the piece and then we put it out there at the venue for uh, promoting whatever it is, a series of events or just single event that we're doing. I see. So you have any idea if this is something, um, if this is like a legal matter, if this uh, is more of like an economy kind of thing? Like, Because I know things are a little different nowadays. A lot of venues are not doing as well as they used to. Right. You know, a lot of things have changed. Uh, we, talked, we talk a lot here about millennials and how they don't go out as much as our generation. True. Um, and I'm sorry if I'm putting myself in your generation because <laughs> mine's probably a little before. But but um, the point is it's it's changed. It's different. You know they have Tinder. They don't need to go out to find oh my the goodness. stuff that we used to yeah. sell. They definitely don't go out the way you know we used. So I remember the Friday nights was like we're going to the beach, and now the beach is more for the locals. You right. know what I mean? Or for the tourists. Tourism. And right. for us, it was our place to go. And right. Thursday nights was. Coconut Grove and Friday nights was the beach. Right. Nowadays, it's very different. People are definitely doing more of the of the group thing or, or more restaurant slash lounge closer to home, a little different. But um, the economy, I'm sure, has played a big part. You know, there are bigger brands that used to sponsor ginormous events year after year, and now you see it very scaled back. Right. The amount of logos of the certain brands is, is definitely 
come down and scale. So economy, I'm sure, plays a, a big role in it. Um, legalities, I mean, at the end of the day, it's more about um, if this is a person, you know, a, a location that already purchases from you and they're having a special event and you want to donate a couple of cases for a charity event that they're doing, that's okay. You know, there, there's just certain things that are going to be okay and certain things that are probably going to be questionable and you just have to make sure you check with your team and the powers that be, you know, what, what right. is right and what is wrong. Now, um, you mentioned location that already, you know, buys your product. So, is it a possibility to have you sponsor an event at a venue that does not? It is possible and we have done it. But again, because we're a smaller brand, we have to be very careful about where we are spending the marketing dollars or the branding dollars. We would like for there to be at least an initial purchase. Why? Because at least it gives us a chance to go back to that location and develop the brand with promotions, a special right. night. Sometimes it doesn't happen and it happens to be a great event for a good cause and we do it anyways. And then we just try to come back and, you know, touch base with that with that uh, brand manager or bar manager and say, hey, is there any chance that maybe we can, you know, work together in the future? There's gonna be both sides of it, but it would be right. the ideal scenario is that they do, if they're not already a customer, they wanna become a customer, even right. if it's on a smaller scale. Okay, so another thing I've been thinking is, I don't know that many people that do what you do. I mean, coincidentally, it's the first time I sit with two <laughs> in one interview, um, but it and that's why it always interests me. Like, how do you get into something like this? Like, where, where what brings you to it? But how do you actually? How does somebody pick you as the person that's going to represent a whole brand, for example? Right, and I have a lot of uh, of, of you know friends that have asked me that that have either hit a stallmate in their. Um, their career and they want to make a change or that they are uh, in school and they're not sure what they want to study. For me in particular it was communications. It was always about relationships with people, public relations, advertising, marketing. I liked the the umbrella of, of that. And um, yes, the degrees look great on paper. Some companies will only hire you if you happen to have a bachelor's or a master's. But I realize now more than ever, as many years as I've been in the industry, is experience. 100%. How much experience do you have? I can come right out of college and never worked a day in my life and they would have never selected me to do this role or any of the roles I've had in the last 10, 15 years right. because it's been relationships, been on one side of the hospitality industry, promotional modeling, which was my first time ever working with a spirit. Right. It was my side gig while I went to college and worked during the day. Um, so associate yourself with people meet people do internships in the industry if you will if it's going to give you credits while you're in school or even if it's a low-paying internship if you what, can what kind of that inter in. internship since you know we have we do have a lot of people i'm sure that are going to be interested in getting into this business right. uh, and in that direction where we're at it's not all about promote promoters or club right. owners bartenders you know there's a lot of areas in this and that's one of them that that is beautiful you guys you know, like I you started with one brand, you are with a different one. Another one. Um, you're doing something right. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying the ride, that's for sure. And I learn something new every day. You can never say you've learned it all. But in terms of what you were asking about the internships, you know, approach some of the distributors, the importers. They do post 
internship opportunities that will give you credits while you're in school. Some of them are paid internships, so they may not pay as a full-blown career, but you're getting your foot in the door, you're meeting people in the right places. Sometimes specific brands will do a series of uh, paid internships uh, for a launch of a new of a new segment in their category. So I think it's just important to to be aware of what are the websites that hire within, let's say, the beverage industry and see what there is out there for you to get your foot in the door and really just start connecting with people. You right. you cannot forget how important that face-to-face is. Right. South Beach Wine and Food Festival, all of those big festivals where you're going to be able to interact with people. They're well. all food and wine, by the way, in November, since Ico didn't say it this time. <laughs> we'll be there. Revolution will be there There again. you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when the camera went down, we were talking a little bit about something else that you mentioned, which was that you also do like a lot of TV and you've even done some product placement in movies and right. all that kind of thing. Right. Can you tell me a little more about that? So again, that that's meeting the right people. I uh, had done an event when I was with a, a brand before Revolution and uh, at the event I met someone um, who loved the brand and what the cocktails that were being made and we, you know, we struck up a conversation and I stayed in contact with that person for the last couple of years and they just reached out to me and said, oh, now I'm doing some product placements now in movies and when the movies are being filmed in South Florida, it's a low cost way for you to get your product in front of the camera. Right. Surprisingly enough, the the price point isn't always that that high if it's a you know more of a low budget film and you know something where it's more local and it's still a way to get your product in front of millions of people that are going to go to the theater and go and watch that movie so it's making the connections and being able to do that same thing with music videos sometimes it's it's a it's a nominal fee um and you know you bring a couple of cases to decorate whatever the bar area scene is in that music video and that is you know your entryway again to be seen by who knows now with youtube how many millions of hits do music videos get as opposed to mtv which no longer plays music videos um which you know maybe would have had a smaller audience now people will view it and review it and view it again funny now that you mentioned those there's something that's kind of new to us um which is the the social media part Uh, influencers and that kind of thing do you guys do anything like that like you know, because I'd be glad to be drinking your product. <laughs> just kidding. You know, so but d- we are actually, we just launched a influencer blogger program and we shipped out, uh, you know, some beautiful bottles with some marketing material uh, to some of the, you know, the food, uh, fashion and, and, and beverage writers uh, in the South Florida and New York area. Uh, it's just a, a stepping stone into, you know, we would love to start working with more influencers. Right. Again, these are all things that, they do cost money. They are right. not for free. No one is going to want to post about a brand unless right. there is some type of influencer fee involved. Um, and so it's just something that is a huge segment of the industry, and it is relatively new. You know, a lot of brands are, have been exploring it for a couple of years, but in the last year or so, I want to say it's really uh, become a hot topic because you know who is the right person and how natural is it going to look right. in their feed of their life. Right. You know, how posed is it going to be? So there's still some you know details that we're hashing out as a as a brand and trying to figure out you know what's going to be the best way to go about it but definitely very very much at the at the you know the front of all of the conversations that we're having yeah if we were having this conversation 10 years ago mm-hmm. i would tell you let me do this 
<laughs> right now I can't handle Revolución five days a week for sure. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's definitely not not something you know that usually one person can do on their own. But you know, spread evenly. I think it would be it would be a a good idea and definitely something to explore. These are people right. that have thousands and hundreds right. of thousands and some of them a million plus followers on right. on their social media channels. Uh, so people are watching. People are watching their every move and they want to emulate what they do. Uh, other thing is obviously since I'd worked with another brand is bringing in a celebrity, but there you're looking at a ginormous ginormous amount of cash that that needs to you know. Uh, be available to be able to pay what that fee is because that person is now available for you for advertisements and for public appearances and and red carpet events and so it's just something that that but a it brand works. It, it, it must work because it definitely, a lot of people are doing no it. it works it definitely works you you definitely see a lot more celebrities attached to brands now that we did five right. or ten years ago especially in the spirits industry right have you ever thought of working with a big brand or do you rather work with something smaller I have. I've definitely considered working for a big brand or a distributor or an importer, and that's never off the table. Right. But thus far, what has driven me and motivated me, like I was saying at the beginning of the interview, is the idea of growing a brand, taking a brand that I never knew existed. Right. And by the time that a couple of years transpire, it's somewhat of a household name. And right. now it has certain households where it is a household name. Right. It's not, you're not gonna be the cup of tea for everyone at every place. There's a certain price point for certain you know, spirits, but it's nice to know that you've made a dent. You're part of a team, you're working towards something. Right. Can you tell me the difference um, between what you mentioned just now, distributor and what are the different? So the importer is the company that brings in the product from another country. Okay. So this product is made in Jalisco, Mexico, and there is an importer, and they import it into the United States. Okay. Then that importer needs a distributor for that product to be distributed to all of the retail stores and hotels and nightclubs. And then you have that side, the distributor. They are the ones that receive it from the importer and start putting it with their sales force into liquor stores, bars, nightclubs, restaurants, lounges, whatever it may be. And then you have the point of sale, which is the liquor store, you know, the, the right. wine store, the publixes of the world, right. and restaurants and so on and so forth. Right. So those are the three main um, pieces of the puzzle. Okay. And now the ones that you work with directly are usually that last part? I work for the brand. So brand. I'm actually with the brand that gets imported, then distributed, then get, gets put into those entities, those final points of sale. The reason, I, even though I work directly for the brand, I come in contact with all of the other entities for, you know, the reasons that they are the ones who provide me my marketing, you know, uh, information. And right. uh, they're the ones who put me in contact with the sales force so that they can take me out on a peer day and visit some of their accounts and get to know who they are and come from the brand's perspective. So I do get a chance to talk to all of the entities at some point in my week. Right. All right, so I know that mostly everything in this industry is beautiful and amazing and great, but a lot of times we have something bad happen to us. Do you have any memories that are, you know, like, I just want to get out of here, I don't want to do this anymore? You know, you know there's, there's never been something that 100% makes me say, I'm gonna throw in the towel, but there are things that make me pull back a little bit. Some of those things have been um, 
we have pretty much secured an amazing event that's going to showcase our brand in the best way and a bigger brand sweeps in and says I can give you this much signage this much this I can do the stage and we can hire a band and all of a sudden we're shut out because we don't have the pockets for it right. that's been one of the the one of one of the deterrents another deterrent is when you know you do have a big marketing strategy and the budget is simply just not there you're still too new you're right. still too you know too green and you know you know the owners of a lot of the spirits they take their their babies very seriously right. and they they want to see things develop before they start you know shelling out you know the big bucks you know for for event supports and whatnot so sometimes it's you kind of feel a little stifled in what you can do or how much limitations you have due to budget so i think budget constraints if anything have been more of the of the the pullback you know right. for me in, in right. the years that i've been in the industry now but do the the big brands do they start as small brands or are they born huge I've seen both. I've seen some that start itty bitty and, you know, with the right marketing, they are able to grow and get to where they need to be. And I've seen some that come with huge, huge, huge marketing budgets and they are just everywhere and you right. cannot miss them. So they go from the infancy stage to the blow up stage within right. a year. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, you're everywhere. Yeah, like I remember, for example, uh, my offices were in Wynwood and I, next door I had a rum distillery called Miami Club Rum. And nobody knew what it was or anything and then all of a sudden you're seeing billboards everywhere with William Levy drinking <laughs> Miami Club rum right and you know for some reason I started seeing it in a yep. lot of the venues I don't know exactly where they are today the celebrity angle I mean you, you yeah. just can't go wrong with that and he's a big name you know here in in, in well in most of the US but Miami right. in particular in New York and California and so they know exactly where they're putting the marketing budget and that's another thing that's important you don't go out and put a billboard project all over the US right. you're very specific about which demographic you're talking to right so what would you say to those people that want to get into this is there any tip, um, a, you know, specific tip that you would give to them where to begin, where, where it needs to start if they want to go in your part of the, of the industry? Become very well acquainted with the spirits industry in the aspect of observe what they're... You mean uh, drink a lot? Well, I mean, there's definitely going to be some of that happening. Which, but by the way... <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, no, we, we're definitely going to have to have sample this right now. So we have to, I, you know, observe what are the liquor store, um, what are the liquor stores selling through? What do, When you walk in somewhere, who's doing a promotion? How are people perceiving that? Notice what advertisements are like. Notice what's happening in magazines. Um, the beverage, you know, the beverage industry in terms of, you know, Instagram and, and social media in general. What are the, the beverage writers writing about? Where are they traveling to to cover what new countries are exporting what new spirits so become well acquainted and then go to some of the festivals go to the south beach wine and food festival approach some of the brands doral doral <laughs> doral definitely that was very surprising what a beautiful show they put on yes, last year i'm very excited about doing that in november again you know observing go up to some of the brands at the tables and interact with the people that are there representing the brand you'd be surprised sometimes they're needing someone to right. to work with them or to build their brand and that a could a be a good PR, starting point a lot of pr a lot of for that, sure. definitely and and that's where your smile comes from i imagine or drinking a lot of these <laughs> i think it's a, a good mixture let's try this one salute it smells amazing by the way this is extra añejo h three years american cask All right. So smooth. I had not had any hard spirit liquor, whatnot, 
since my kidney stones. That's my first drink, and oh, that's wow. great. That is great. It's so smooth, yeah. Definitely do, do that with a um, cigar and a snifter, you, you know, that's something nice. after dinner. It's a, it's a nice cocktail. So we're definitely going to do something at definitely. one of our parties or more than one of our parties. Um, and for sure, I know we're going to see you at the Doral Food and Wine. Definitely. But at the end of every episode, we do a little segment called the night father, night mom in this case. And uh, we just basically talk a little bit about being a parent uh, in this industry. I know that you're not on the night side of it anymore because you used to, you know, both when you were branding and, yes. when, and when you were working with the events. But still, this takes a lot of time. And yes. like you said, you, for example, when you're doing maybe a product placement in a movie, you might finish at 2 a.m. You know, and all, all those things. Right. So it takes a lot of, of, um, of your time. Yes. You know, we're doing this right now here, and this is off hours for right. sure, which I we thank you for that. But any tips for those moms, you know, um, that, that are in the industry or right. that are planning to get in the industry, of how to do it like what what is you know how do you make both things work well it's um I, I i love to say that there's a balance for everything but sometimes the scales are you know they tip in one side or another so on the days where i know that i'm picking up the children and i'm taking them to their after school activities i try to carve out that time for them and then sometimes i do have to after i've set them up at home with dinner go and sponsor an event and be somewhere but right. i've had carved out a time to be at dance and at golf and do what I can. And yes, I'm tired. I came back from a whirlwind three city tour of a training and I came right into something of dance for my daughter and a golf tournament for my son. I didn't have a free moment on the weekend, but you just, you, you have to try to make it work where they see the fruits of your labor. Okay, mommy's right. working, but mommy's, you know, making these things possible for us. But then she's also there when I'm receiving this award and, and when I'm, you know, doing this, you know, dance competition. Um, try to find some type of balance. Carve out certain days of the week where, you know, they're the days that you're going to be doing this particular thing for the business. Try to, I try to put my appointments around the same times of the day in one certain area of of the city so that I'm there and when I'm done there's not a, a lot of the driving back and forth because you lose right. a lot of time in traffic in right. Miami True. so just try to carve out your days you know a week or so in advance make sure that you try to right. to be present there and when you're present try to be present put present. the phone away yes so hard 100% see one more person that that says it's possible <laughs> every, every every time no because a lot of people think it's impossible I, I hear so many that don't have children say I don't know how you guys are doing this yeah I know I got three you know you got two of your own um, but it's not impossible you just gotta number one love what you do but you you gotta also leave it you know leave work at work come you know be 100% with with your children quality time for sure yeah. at home and the husband um, for sure so we are very happy to have had you here you know we waited for this interview for a while um, and I'm sure we're gonna have you again because we're probably gonna be at the festival oh, and we're yes. going to be doing a lot of um, small interviews uh, at, during the festival and we'll probably see you there but um, we thank you and one more time I want to ask your handle mm -hmm. so people can find the product they can find you and what are they? Vania Toledo 2016 that would be Instagram Facebook Vania Toledo and Tequila Revolution USA alright by the way do you work with them just locally or US? US. So, so brand marketing US. So wherever you guys are in the United States, if you 
want to work with them, you know who to reach out to. You can find us, by the way, uh, at Icotab Spear. I know you can't see him right now, but he's there. <laughs> and at Doral Food and Wine Festival. And you can find me at The Nightlife Entrepreneur and at LMG Miami, where you find our parties. Remember to buy the book on Amazon. You can find us also at nightlifeentrepreneurs.com slash podcast, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, you name it. Go find us. See you next week.